Hello and welcome to episode 110 of Nolo Time. My name is Low Energy OpenVLS, <laughs> and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, No Low Time? I'm sorry, and uh, Obed is low energy at the moment, guys. But that doesn't mean that he's any less passionate. Let me tell you what. Sometimes sleepy Obed <laughs> might get, might just throw some stuff out there. <laughs> so, so I think we're in for a good one. Yes, yeah, it's, it's low filter time for me. That's so, what it uh, that's, is. It's kind of yeah, it's kind of dangerous. So it's like <laughs> I better watch. I better you know watch myself because when I'm tired, I say I I tend to be a lot more honest about things you know <laughs> nice. my honesty my honesty just comes out and uh unwilling unwillingly and um you know could you know get me uh oh you could say could get me in trouble but not really because i'm just being right, honest right. you know yeah i hope it's a good so, guy so 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 there's that but yeah dude i am super drained um it's been a uh, an absolutely busy week and uh not much of a what's up for me, other than I, I keep uh, getting into that uh, astral chain for the for the switch, I was gonna call it the Wii U, it's <laughs> um, and uh, and it's pretty good. Again, uh, that game keeps getting better. It's funny. I mean, it's super like the story and the premise. It's a, it's all silly. It's a platinum game, so right. it's gonna be silly. But um, but I think it's you know some of the some of the uh, writing is it's actually. Uh, pretty funny and the game doesn't take itself too seriously you know it has this very serious you know end of the world sort of thing going on uh but at the same time you know all characters have you know they're they're all very light-hearted and um and i appreciate that because uh games tend to uh take themselves too seriously you know from time to time uh best example i can give you with that is the uh the DMC Devil May Cry reboot from Ninja Theory. That was a game that definitely took itself too seriously, and uh, it's, and it, it it didn't stick too well. Uh, versus you got something like DMC Five, where you have this Deadpool like opening sequence and all these things going on, and you know I I appreciate the lightheartedness in action games. So um, I'm really liking that game, man. It's a lot of fun. So. Uh, that's pretty much the only what's up I have. Um, I think this this week I'm not gonna have too much time to game, but um, but I just I'll try to fit in a couple hours here and there. So we'll see. Sure, for sure. Yeah, uh, same for same for me. Not nothing uh, too much more to say. Uh, I think last week I referenced it a little bit, but same thing again this week. You know, catching up on all the new television coming back in, in, into uh, play here. All the CWDC uh, shows are back, so we're seeing now how those are connected. Of course, with the upcoming Infinite Crisis crossover, um, that to me seems to be uh, an incredible. A task for for CW, um, they really are, are going for it, bringing in a lot of different talent. I mean, we, we talked about in past episodes how Kevin Conroy is going to be Batman, and and uh, you know, maybe Mark Hamill will be back as Joker. Will wait to, wait to be seen, and and Brandon Ralph is playing you know Superman again. I mean, just some really cool stuff that they really are going for there. Um, but I've been basically monitoring how monitoring uh, play on words there, the monitor uh, for oh, <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Uh, you see what I did there. Uh, you know, seeing what they seeing what they're, uh, you know, really planning and how they're how they're building up to it. Uh, so I've been I watched uh, the uh, few episodes of Flash uh, and Arrow now as, as those have been out. Those are the really the only two shows that seem to uh, have a direct storyline at the moment that's connecting to Supergirl is not. It will connect. They'll be in the crossover events, but um, what's going on in their series is not really um, is not being reflective of, of the overall storyline. There's going to be characters that kind of jump into that that mix. It seems like right, um, different approach than like you know when you see the Marvel stuff where it's like everything is connected. It's like well these are going to connect, but they're not connected at the moment, right? Uh, where I think the most interesting thing is like I I assumed based off of if you saw last season's crossover, you saw that, you know, they basically, the ladder's telling uh, the air that he'd have to sacrifice himself for the lives of others. And we kind of took that as like, 
them reversing the events of reversing character roles right in the position of of the infinite crisis in the comics where actually supergirl flash die in the comics instead making it that the, that the arrow green arrow dies instead um but with the flash show now they're making it that well look the flash is gonna have to die too and i'm like this is interesting so i'm very curious to see how it all comes together <laughs> The very from the very first uh, episode of Arrow being back, uh, they they instantly have some Batman nods. So uh, I'm 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 actually I actually would say it's worth going back into if you were like one of the people who liked it early on and you've skipped out. I actually would say this season of Arrow is worth going back into and watching. Most people seem to have that sentiment, so so it's pretty good. All right, cool. Yeah, I, I was really into Arrow for the first uh, maybe four or five seasons. Wow. And then I really dropped dropped off. I mean, they're in what season eight right now? Yeah, yeah. So I, it, it just got to where some of the story just didn't make too much sense, and um, and you know, just getting busy. Like back then, my my daughter was you know not you know or, or around, and you know, in a very early state, uh, she didn't level up. Just level level zero back then, so I had some more time. Now it's like, you know, you have a kid crawling around you. It's like, hey, hey, let's go do something. So, okay, um, but I would love to check it out. I know that it's on Netflix, right? Uh, the the DC shows prior seasons, yes. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah, can yeah. Definitely catch up if you want to do that after this season comes out. I'm sure they'll put it on there as well. Yeah, so I'll, pro- I'll probably do that. Um, but I'm I'm definitely going to check out the uh, crossover event. I mean, regardless, yeah. I, if, if if I'm lost or whatever, I just want to see what it is, right? Yeah, that's um, because it's definitely piqued my interest. You know, with Tom Welling being back too, yeah. and uh, I heard that. Uh, what's this guy's name that used to play Green Green Arrow on Smallville? Justin something. He's on. Oh yeah, he's on uh, the that the Sappy show on on NBC. Uh, this is us. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Him, him uh, as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what's going on with that. I mean, it, it for the sounds of it, it's just they're going, you know, all out on this thing. So yeah, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, good stuff for the DC from their television uh, standpoint. I mean, there's also some some movie stuff. We'll talk about that in a second, but. Good stuff for them. Uh, it seems like this year, and and even better so, they've got their HBO uh, Watchmen series that debuted. A lot of great responses to that. I've yet to see that. I was I heard was good, but yeah, for great things about it, and it and uh, you know, seems like the watchability on it's actually broken some records for uh, for its first opening uh, episode. So cool. I'll, I'll uh, keep keep you guys posted. Definitely, definitely, Joe. Let's jump right in. We have uh, quite a few topics that we want to touch upon the biggest one i think this week of course we get the quote-unquote final trailer for star wars endgame i mean um (laughs) rise the rise of skywalker so um first impressions of the trailer before going into like you know uh what we saw and what we liked and whatnot very good very epic very well cut it was, um, I think it was the perfect trailer for this movie because they, not that they needed to sell the movie, right? Um, because at the end of the day, even man babies are going to go see the movie. Like man babies are going to complain about it, but they're still going to go see it. And that's all Disney cares about. It's whether or not you go see it. Um, but very good. Uh, I think that again, uh, just to you know, one of the things that stands out in the trailer is the music, right? Uh, and it is this new arrange of of this new arrangement on uh, the Star Wars theme uh, that plays during the second half of the trailer. That is just goosebumps, bro. They are so good, and uh. I read yes somewhere yesterday that John Williams is saying it's like oh yeah I'm gonna blow your socks off with this soundtrack like he's going I was like John Williams knows that he's he's getting up there in age so so he's going all out on this thing it's gonna be his magnum opus of uh, movie soundtracks but yeah Joel first impressions what do you think man oh I, I think we're both on the same page of saying that it is one of the most emotional trailers uh, we've seen for Star Wars in a while. 
and even the 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 Disney the D twenty three spotlight they gave you know in the beginning, it's it's a little emotional because you're seeing the history of what we've known, right? So it's really touching us more on what we know uh, from a from a, a standpoint of nostalgia. But this trailer, I would argue that it's pro- it might be the best trailer for the most recent of the Star Wars films. Oh uh, yeah, from a promotional standpoint, because uh, it, it it makes you feel something so heavy. That when you after you watch the trailer, you're like, "Whoa!" Like, it feels like to... there's actually stakes. Yes, right? not yes. not not the meat kind of stakes, but it catch know. it captures your attention. You're like <laughs> locked in from the very very beginning of the trailer. Then it hits you right in the middle emotionally. You know, C three PO moment, and then like you said, oh, the yeah. music comes in right after that 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 moment. That music just starts rising, and you're like washing oh, your really? eyes of tears <laughs> because it's just so beautiful and so emotional. It's, that's a great thing. Like you said, Obed, regardless, um, you know, of, of how the man babies feel, it's Star Wars, right? I've said it on the podcast before. You've, some of you may have seen this on the internet, but it's Star Wars fans. If it's bad, you see it twice. If it's good, you'll see it three times in the theaters. I mean, they're, they're going to get their money regardless. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, I mean, with that, we can just go into, you know, sort of a breakdown of details and things we notice and, and, and whatnot. So uh, first thing, that I mean, that has to be Endor at the at the opening the, that opening sequence when Ray is running through the forest with a uh, training sphere. Uh, I mean, it, it is it is Endor. I mean, that's why would you go into a planet, uh, you know, planet or moon that just looks like Endor and not be Endor, you know? <laughs> um, so that's in my opinion, um, you know. It is Endor. We know that Endor is going to play a, a big role in the movie because of the remains of the Death Star. Um, you know, I, I, we know that Endor is a moon, so there may be, uh, you know, a, a, a planet system, you know, a planet and moons that they go through all those different places to find, you know, pieces of the past, maybe. So... Uh, yeah, but I, I think that, that that shot is is more than likely Endor. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I think we both agree. Endor, for, uh, for sure. Uh, I would say, um, I'd say I'm 85% sure. The reason I say 85, not like 90% or anything like that is because like, I thought Jakku might have been Tatooine early on. Uh. Like, Jakku looks just like Tatooine. That was like a little misdirection. Be like, yeah, it makes you feel like Tatooine, but it's not Tatooine. I don't think that's the case here because of what the story is for this movie, right? Like it's 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 taking us back to some things that are very important to Star Wars and and where we're leading into the whole Palpatine stuff and all that, right? So mm-hmm. I think it is Endor too. I, I'm with you there, but there's like a, a very slim some chance that you're trying to make us go somewhere that that's not that's not what we've known before. But I don't think that to be the case. You know, just to say yeah. it's a possibility. Yeah. Do you, if it's Endor, do you think we'll see Ewoks? Yes. Okay. I would like to they, see they, like an they, elder. They gotta still be around. I mean, they 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 yeah. won, right? They were celebrating. Yeah, you know, come on. Yeah, I would lo- I would like to see uh, like an elder wicket, the Ewok. <laughs> like he's the elder now. Um, you know, it's been thirty years or so since yeah since Return of Jedi. You know, so that'll be that pretty cool. And of course, Warwick Davis is still around. So, so yeah, he's you know hugely invested in the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would like to. Yeah, that'll be that was something interesting. You know, they don't have to be part of the resistance per se but you know they could be there because you know luke and leia were there maybe they have something you know um they worship 3po and we know 3po is a big part plays a big role in this trailer so um you know maybe they there's there's something there um the the other part is not to jump around too much but you know we again see the remains of the death star um and and we get that that really cool shot with Kylo Ren coming out of the water. It is it's it's that's a great shot, man. Like you gotta admit. Oh, absolutely. And it's yeah. cool because the way they they take the audio for each of the characters. You know, you've got what Finn is saying, and you've got what we're showing his face, hearing his statement from him. What Poe is saying, shows off of shot And then when Kylo Ren comes out of the water and he's talking, it's so such well edited, so well edited. <laughs> It is, yeah, yeah. It's a great, it's a great shot. Um, yeah, and then we go into the three PO thing, uh, where you know we've already seen in previous trailers that three uh, PO has red eyes. We 
Death they, we didn't we didn't know you know <laughs> pink eye. Um, we didn't we didn't necessarily know what it meant. Uh, we we thought it was like a change in programming that made him aggressive or something like that. Um, it, it could be that. Uh, we get to that part where we see uh, this, uh, you know, this creature working on three PO, trying to get something out of out of his head, and uh, and three PO looks at the crew and uh, and Poe asks him, like, hey, what are you doing?" And he's just like taking a, a one last look at my friends, and and we all cried. Uh, so <laughs> so there's that uh, speculation on that scene joel and what that means in my opinion right um and other than what star wars theory uh did i haven't watched his breakdown i watched his live reaction uh but i'm not i'm not going to watch any of the fan theory or any any of those videos i left it there because i want to come up with my own stuff and and see how i how you know i'm gonna throw stuff and see if it sticks um but i think that 3po's been with Anakin since the beginning, right? You know, basically Anakin, it is implied or or said in Phantom Menace that uh, that he built three PO, and Absolutely. you know, he he was there with Anakin. He was uh, with with Ashmi uh, when uh, when he was with the uh, 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 Laris uh, farm, and then. He was with uh, Padme after that, and he saw everything that happened. And then he was with Leia since Leia was born, basically. So, um, three PO's seen a lot. He he has a lot of vital information. Uh, again, Revenge of the Sith. It is implied that his memory gets wiped um, when uh, uh, when Organa tells uh, Antilles to go and and wipe his memory. Um, you know. To what extent we don't know uh, the extent of uh, that memory wipe. This was that R two as well, and exactly rem- remembered. Yeah, so there there has to be he has to have some sort of vital information hidden in him um, that they that they need to get out, and you know by getting that information out, it's going to either affect you know his vision. He wouldn't be able to see, although you can fix that. Technically, he's a droid. Um, the, the other one being that it would affect his personality. Like he would not be the same, the same droid after that. Um, but that's my theory, man. Uh, do you have anything on that? Yeah, I, 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 I'm in the same boat as Gen with this, right? Like he's a, he's a droid. You like, you can, but you can't really kill a droid. Right. <laughs> like it's for like, from an IP standpoint, you've had, had discussions like Disney's not going to kill the character. Like that's yeah. not an option. Right. If, there, if there's and anyone also, that's not going to go, it's the droids and Chewie. Absolutely. I know everyone, like I, I bet that they were, they're willing to actually kill off everyone else, but the, but you know, R2 and, and 3PO and Chewie, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. And, and like from, like from the droid standpoint, like from a literal standpoint, like, okay. If a droid gets like, it's, head blown off or something like you just put it back together right like it gets rebuilt right so it's like three people so got blown up and, three people and, uh, gets blown up gets put yeah. it back together so like you there's no you can't really just like kill those characters right yeah. but to the obit's point about like well wiping them or them being changed and being different would affect like the characters we've known for a while yeah okay that's that's fair right that's fair game if you're trying to like end him in that end his storyline in that way or end the three people we know that that's fair I agree with Obed from the sense of there's something that he knows, something that he has that was probably trying to be extracted or, or being utilized. Look, not to get too sweaty nerd on you guys for a second here, but for those of you that are hardcore Star Wars people, you understand the whole George Lucas theory. Uh, and he's directly talked about the wills and the journal of the wills and understanding that when the whole time you watch these movies and the, and the, the, the saga films and they say a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, those are all because this is the wills telling the story. It's, it's actually, we're actually hearing the story being told from these journals, right? And the wills are different people from the force that carry on the stories of star Wars and who would be the people that would know the story the first to relay it. It would be the people who are always there. Who's been every single star Wars movie, except for like, 
movies that don't matter like like solo uh that's because <laughs> it just doesn't matter but <laughs> it doesn't, matter. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter to the skywalker it doesn't saga. matter to the skywalker yeah, yeah. saga exactly but in every single star wars movie 3po and r2 has been in them there's not been one movie that they've not been in that's just a literal fact of star wars and they've done that to tell further on these guys have the story of Star they're, they're a long time ago, Galaxy Far, Far Away, is them telling the story because they always were there from things that they were told, things that they know of, of the battles of Star Wars, right? Like yeah. the Bible holders of Star Wars. And we see so, that, yeah, we see that in Return of the Jedi when 3PO is still in the Ewoks, yep. you know, basically the last two movies. He is. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, he, he's telling the story. So it's, yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah. It's a big thing. So like, if he, if they, if there's something that you're trying to go back to the past, and these characters clearly have, you know, you're look, those that are in that particular shot, at least, you know, between Poe and Finn and Ray, or they have no knowledge of what happened in those other movies that we fans know of. So they would, if they need to know something, if there's something that they need to have, whatever. The only people who are in that room that actually know is RGD and C3PO. So of course, C3PO would make sense. Right, like we're trying to extract certain information, and of course, if it's even connected further to Vader, who would be the one, and then the one that was his master that created him, uh, the great Anakin Skywalker. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Obed. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah that sounds cool. Um, and then you know, before the the three PO thing, we of course get uh, the voiceover from uh, Palpatine saying that he, you know, long have I waited. Uh, and you know you're finally together, and that would be your own doing, which uh, we talked about briefly. And it's basically, um, you know, it could refer to either Ray and Kylo being, you know, coming together, or it could be the entirety of the Resistance coming together and basically getting get, getting ready to get to get wiped, and 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 Palpatine being able to, uh, you know, take absolute control of the galaxy. Um, we see that we see uh, classic um, star destroyers coming up. Not yes. you know we see the old school Empire star destroyers, uh, which leads me to think two things, Joe. Um, that you know Snoke wasn't it real, and and he was basically being manipulated by Palpatine, and the reason that Kylo killed him is because he knows what's going to happen. You know he. He feels that you know there's a greater threat, and he needs to assume command of this fleet to be able to go against this force that's incoming. Um, you know, that's I mean that's one thing, right? Um, because I think that whatever Palpatine's doing is not connected with what Kylo's doing, and I think Palpatine's going to have his own separate thing. With we still don't know what the Sith the Sith troopers are going to be. You know what what the role is going to be in in all of this. So, um, so you know it could be a separate thing that Palpatine's doing and not necessarily Kylo. Um, so we see that, um, and then of course we see Palpatine's throne uh, based on the original um, concept art from Return of the Jedi or Revenge of the Jedi back then when uh, this concept art was being made. Uh, yeah. Man, there, there's a lot of stuff, and then we see Kylo and uh, and Ray together destroying what seems to be the the ash container that you know, similar to what where, where Kylo was keeping Vader's helmet. Um, I've gone back and tried to watch this scene and pause it. Man, you can't hard. really tell if it's Vader's helmet or not, but yeah. you know, it's it's a container of sorts. So, um, so it's interesting. What what's your theory on that one? Yeah, I, I, that was my first thought when I saw. It. I was like, oh, this has to be, that has to be Vader's helmet on the top. This has to be the ashes. It made me think of in the Force Awakens the interrogation scene you see with Poe, and the same thing you see later on where he tries to do it with Ray. Uh, Kylo takes his helmet off, puts it on this thing. It's a very clear shot. Those are ashes, a container of ashes. Um, is that the re- some type of uh, remains of someone or just a, a large group of people, whatever? And that's where they have his shrine of Vader's helmet. You and I have gone back for talking about what kind of things could be burned that would be connected to Vader and, and from times, whatever, right? The body was not burned at the side and on Endor later on in, in uh, Return of the Jedi. Like there's so many different things that have been discussed there. So 
first thought is that that's probably his home and there's probably some type of ashes or something related to Vader. But it because like to your point, it's really not that clearly seen in that quick shot there. It's really hard mm-hmm. to make it all out. It could be completely something else. So I don't want to speculate too hard on what it is. Regardless, if it is Vader's helmet, then it comes back to that same theory that I have of the dark side is connected to elements. It's always been a thing of of Star Wars in general, right? And if there's some type of uh, connection there from the dark side that they're, that's used and connected to that that helmet or that piece, um, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, also, something that I noticed on that scene is that Kylo's helmet is not broken. Yes. So it's not... You know, we we know from previous trailers and from action figures that he puts his helmet together. Of course, he's smashed the helmet, and uh, and the last Jedi uh, out of anger when uh, when he was being scolded by Snoke. That could be a but dream sequence for all we it, know. It could, yeah, absolutely, you know, absolutely. It could be like a vision on the Force or something. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, yeah, and then uh, we get you know action sequence, you know, with uh, you know Finn and Poe and and three PO, um, and what look in the desert planet that kind of looks like Tatooine. Again, we've been fooled before, uh, but did but we did not see canyons in uh, Jakku. Um, right, they're they're running in what seems to be Beggar's Canyon. In, in Tatooine, so it looks very similar. And they filmed it the on the same location, location that that Tatooine was originally filmed at as well. I did read that in the was it I forget who was it Vogue Tunisia. Okay, that, that that article where they had all the photos come out initially. Gotcha. I've been the Hollywood Reporter. Unfortunately, I can't remember who who was the the publisher. But okay. when they put those photos out, they confirmed that the location that was at was the same place that they filmed for their for uh, a New Hope where Tatooine was. So okay, all right. Well, there you go. Well, Probably more, more than likely. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's see if I'm not missing anything. We're not gonna go into Palpatine yet, but uh, oh yeah, we see Chewie and Lando uh, on the Falcon, which you know more than likely will be the last battle. We see the ghost from Star Wars Rebels uh, yeah, when all the ships are coming together. Yeah, well, well, the ships are information, so so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and then I mean we get we get Palpatine at the end. Um, and we know that that he's not a force ghost. Uh, he is there, in what form we don't know. Uh, there seems to be some mechanical contraption uh, that plays a, a role in uh, his return, but uh, we will find out when we watch the movie. And yeah, so that's very interesting. Um, also, kind of confirmed uh, at the end of the trailer that that Leia is now one with the force uh, because you can hear her. Uh, being part of that fabulous catchphrase, uh, you know, the force will be with you. L- with Luke saying the force will be with you, and Leia saying always. So, um, yeah, we could assume that that she's already gone by then. By that point, um, Ray. See, uh, it's interesting because Ray seems perplexed in that scene. She doesn't seem angry. She she seems surprised. So maybe this is just looking at the scene that we've talked uh, offline. We don't want to talk about it on the podcast yeah. because we don't want to ruin it. Uh, but, you know, we've heard some things and uh, and maybe maybe this is happening. And there's uh, a very clear editing of whatever the reflection is in her the, eyes. Yep, 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 yep. Very clear editing of whatever she's looking at in her eyes. You can't see. They don't want, they don't want the you reflection. to see it. They don't want it's, you to see it. So it's it's something. Yep, yep. So, yeah, I mean, overall, I am very excited, Joel. I mean, I, I wish I could go in opening night. I won't be able to make it. But um, I know that, that that Saturday, right after the movie opens, uh, we're, we're definitely going to, uh, you know, I'm definitely going to go and, and watch the movie. Um, I got which, tickets in hand, Dan. I'm I know. I know you do. Which reminds me, we need to plan out that week. That week's going to be brutal. I know. Uh, because we, uh, I would rather just wait and maybe, like, record, like, Saturday night. And that yeah, way we can get our time. impressions yeah because then that following week is christmas week we're probably not going to have a podcast that week yeah, so. usually not yeah so we will love to do that as soon as we can so uh maybe that's gonna we'll move our schedules around for to make it happen um but yeah i mean overall i am very very excited um i'm very pleased uh, and it's star wars man it's my number one thing 
Um, also, I the I watched some of the new footage from uh, Fallen Order, and I, I'm sold. I'm sold for sure. Uh, you know, I'm gonna get that game, and uh, and I I don't foresee a big issue with that. So yeah, cool. Uh, Joe, there's a uh, some joker news uh and it's very positive news that uh the movie is very is doing very well financially yep, so you got some more info on that man yeah joker is looking to actually um come in and actually get to be the exact place as avengers infinity war was i believe domestically um where it's gonna it's making over 700 million dollars right now uh that that film is made uh worldwide um, so it's it's making bank a lot more money than I anticipated, and it's not because I didn't think the movie's gonna be good or anything like that. I just thought it was more so like this movie's rated R, like you know the timing of it, the the way the movie plays out, the, and some of the controversy surrounding it. I assumed that it might it's, it was gonna do well, but maybe not be uh, bonkers. This is clearly bonkers money. This is I joked with you, Obed, and I said if they're gonna do another movie uh, in this vein of this world. It's gonna have to be because they make at least half a billion dollars. Well, they've they've already done that. So, Joe, go, going back to what I said, and you were like, eh. so I'm looking at the old time comic book uh, movie uh, total gross. Suicide Squad is at twenty nine, and Joker's at twenty eight. Incredible. So I got that Incredible. one. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Uh, so it is closing in on uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. And then after that, it would be uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, which I think after this month, I think it will it will uh, slow its roll. But uh, I def- But it's it's been a strong month. I mean, look, look we're in the month of, of Halloween. And, you know, I think Venom also showed that October is a good month for <clears throat> these types of movies to come yeah. out, these anti-hero or villain-style films. Um, so, yeah, I think it was the right timing for them. Uh, happy for DC to have a, a solid movie come out, um, you know, and, and be received in such a unique way. I, it, it's good. Like, it's getting that critical praise. Uh, Obey, anything else you want to say on that, or you want me to talk about this this Scorsese stuff? Uh, yeah, we can we can jump into that. Okay. So, uh, yeah, well, yeah, take it away, man, and yeah, uh, yeah, I'll jump in. Yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but you know, it's clearly, I think it's important to be acknowledged that Martin Scorsese, uh, you know, has been critical of the superhero genre of films in general. Now, Martin Scorsese did produce the Joker. Um, so he did, he does have his hands in the superhero genre, which is interesting, right? With making this movie, um, Todd Phillips directed the film and all that's really more so Todd Phillips, but Scorsese had his hands in it. And and you can see that when you watch the movie, it's, it's not your typical superhero movie, right? Anyways, Scorsese uh, has been on, on the record now criticizing the superhero genre and, and Marvel films really by saying that they are not real cinema and that these movies uh, have turned the movie theaters into amusement parks. And, um, you know, I think I actually, I was more perplexed by that statement than I was, like, angered by it. I mean, I'm not going to say I was happy about it, but, you know, it was a little bit like, that doesn't even make any sense. A movie's a movie. It could be a two-hour movie of a kid singing, you know, with, and dancing, you know, or whatever. It's a movie if, if it's, you know, if it's shot, edited, whatever, right? Um, but so for him to say it's not a movie, it's like, it's definitely cinema, but say it's not a good movie is it's a totally different argument, right? I think that's fair ground, fair game. Um, but that was like the first bit of it. And then since he said that other people in the industry now have started to come out and make uh, different statements, it's, it went from, we don't really think these are real movies and they're hurting the cinema to then other statements <laughs> of movie theaters, uh, are, are making too much, uh, they're making too much of this a priority, these types of movies and making more showtimes for these movies and other movies. And it's just not right, which is crazy because it's like, well, these movies are making money. They have to, people want to see it. You have to give people the option to watch the movie. But anyways, um, you know, and then he even went further. Like there were some statements being made now where it went from just talking about these movies, not being movies that they like 
to then almost uh, criticizing the fans and saying that these movies, literally referring to these movies as despicable, saying that uh, you know that that young young viewers uh, don't understand what good cinema is, started critiquing uh, and started criticizing the audience instead of just the movie anymore, going against the people, and so um, you know we're. Maybe once you could defend the idea of someone not liking these movies as fair game to then taking it to a much further place of now you're saying that movie theaters are wrong and now you're saying that people are wrong for saying what they like. Um, that's a, it, it got a little too crazy for me. Uh, yeah, you go ahead, Obed. So here's, here's my, my two cents, right? I'm a very open-minded guy everyone's entitled to their opinion even if you're wrong right because uh, sometimes people are wrong they think they're right with their opinions but you know fortunately they're factually that you know it's it there's a difference between just uh saying that you're wrong because i disagree with you sure uh but there is there's you know the being actually factually wrong right um and and here's here's my you know and and again you know everyone in in the in the show business is entitled to their opinion every director is entitled to their opinion um the thing is that if every movie was a martin scorsese type movie there will be no movie theaters because <laughs> people you know operational costs for movie theaters are very high right now that's why you pay 14 dollars for a popcorn and soda yep um you know if every movie would be like this, if every movie was a Scorsese movie or, you know, an, an artsy movie or, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, a Tom Hanks drama, which they do well, but, you know, they don't necessarily set the box office on fire. Um, you know, if everything was, was like that, uh, there would be no movie theaters right now. Because operational costs for the movie theaters are very high, they would not be able to uh, maintain that, uh, you know, uh, the, the the movie theater experience. Uh, that being said, you know, yeah, simply supply and demand, economics. Uh, absolutely, exactly, exactly. It's it's economics. You know, um, in order for Scorsese to make his movies, there there needs to be an Avengers. There there needs to be a Star Wars. There needs to be all these things, uh, because. If, if, if there's not a movie theater, who's going to watch a Scorsese movie? People are not going to buy it on Blu-ray uh, and they watch it on TV and they, you know, half of the movies edit it. So, you know, what's the point by, you know, watching a Scorsese movie on TV? I mean, you have to look at, you need, you need to look at it that way. Right. And, um, you know, he's entitled to his opinion he may not like it but it, it is it is the way it is you know it is a symbiotic relationship the blockbuster and the art film they both have their place and um you know and 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 the blockbuster could exist without the artsy fartsy movie but the artsy fartsy movie makes the blockbuster better like in the case of the joker right uh so they, 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 it's, it's a relationship, right? And then the blockbuster basically funds the artsy movie. So it's, it's like that. It, it's, that's how it works. You know, the, you can criticize us all you, you can criticize, you can criticize it all you want. Right. But at the end of the day, you're wrong because these movies are funding your movie. So there's that, you know, and that's, and that's the hard truth, you know, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's dangerous when you start. When you start, it's it's one thing to have your opinion, like Toby's point, like to say that you don't like something, but it's another thing when you take it to the place of, um, this is the is that they shouldn't play something that people are asking and putting their dollars behind and saying that we're gonna buy. Like that's that's just that's just nonsensical. It but is. What's the most is. interesting? Yeah, just there's no there's no sense behind it. No economics. I just a person. Now you're just getting letting your emotions get in the way. Um, and I think the, I think it's for, for whatever reason, Scorsese is very emotional about this. I don't know why, but, uh, Bob Iger is also, uh, coming into this thing. Now he's saying, look, we making movies, we're doing hard stick. It's not fair to criticize these guys. Uh, they work really hard on what they're doing here. 
you're right to not like these movies. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting now to see where this all goes, right? Where where this all ends up. Uh, it just Elsa ends up in being opinions, and Scorsese is gonna make his movies, and Marvel's gonna keep making their movies. You know, he can have all the opinions he wants. You know, and that doesn't you know that doesn't mean he's wrong, but you know, you need to think that this is you know a relationship without. You know, the blockbuster, the RC movie is not going to exist. And, and the RC movie makes the blockbuster better. So absolutely. at the end of the day, that's, that's the hard truth. So it is what it is. Uh, Joe, let's go ahead and uh, take a break. And we'll be back with gaming news. We are back. There's a little game, Joel, that came out recently called WWE 2K20. We're not going to spend too much time on this, but oh boy, man, uh, where do we start with this thing? So um, when uh, when you release a game and uh, the gameplay footage that is out there is pretty much 98% glitches, you know that you are in trouble. Um, man, talk about a botched launch for this game, Joel. Um, which, by the way, this is the first game that Visual Concepts, uh, who also developed the NBA 2K series, um, are are taking uh, without the help of Ukes. Ukes being a Japanese company that has been developing uh, these wrestling games since uh, I think the late PS1 era, PS2, you know, early PS2 era. So. Uh man, uh have you seen any of those videos, Joe? I have. Yeah, so it's it's an absolute mess. Um man, talk about just not <laughs> not 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 making it work. Um it's very it, peculiar. It, it is, yeah. I mean, how can they launch the this game in this state? Um apparently there was a media event a couple of weeks ago when they showed the game to uh influencers uh, hmm. uh behind closed doors um, but they were under an nda so huh. when when the nda uh expired all these guys were saying it's like yeah dude we were back there during that event and and basically all the video footage that we took was glitches because it was so bad that you know that that's basically all we all we got um it, it's it's like like you said it's very peculiar man very interesting uh we'll, we're using this as as a segue into our next topic but yeah man i mean is there anything they can do to salvage this thing it got like a 4.5 on ign um yeah. i saw the review today um metacritic i checked yesterday i didn't have it checked today but um but it was like a 1.2 or something user score uh brutal absolutely brutal so um thoughts on this man yeah uh you know unfortunately these things happen these are the kind of things that you do say what the heck is going on like (laughs) we want to know all the juicy tidbits because you don't just have a title and something comes out and you see it look this way and you're like okay so i don't know man yeah it's it's interesting for sure um i would like to see uh you know i would like to know the behind oh, the scenes on the story exactly what's uh, the real story this game yeah uh but it, we're we're segueing uh we're using this game like i said as a segue because uh we had a major uh delay announced this morning uh so jason schreier from kotaku broke that uh there was very strong rumors that the last of us uh two it was going to be delayed from um from the uh, original date of February, was it February 20th, right? Or yeah. 21st. Um, and uh, to spring, basically. Um, and later today, uh, this just happened today. So, you know, coincidentally, you know, luckily we were right there to to talk about this. Um, the game will be delayed until uh, May, May 29th, 2020, officially. So it's about, a, what, the two... Two, two and a half months, two or three, almost three month delay. Um, not too bad. Um, you know, 
but you know, on the same coin, you need to look at it this way. Uh, you know, I ain't even, I ain't even mad about this because when you look at what happens when you don't delay games and you try to rush it out, you get two K, you get WWE two K twenty. So, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm all in for the uh, for the delay. I have zero issues with it. Uh, you know, I've seen some people there's like, oh, no, it's unfair that they're delaying this. I was like, yeah, and and that's and everyone's coming back saying the same thing. It's like, well, do you, would you rather have a good game or or two or, or WWE two K twenty or you know, uh, there's this quote uh, that floats around that that it's a it's a it's unconfirmed, um, but it's a supposed quote from Shigeru Miyamoto's that says that uh, a delayed uh, a, a a, a game that del- that gets delayed could eventually or uh, eventually will be good, uh, but you know a bad game will be bad forever. You know th- that sort of you know thing. I- I'm paraphrasing, but um, there's there's a quote that always floats around um, when this sort of thing happens. Uh, it's really really funny because there's a I guess like a, one of the one of these super Xbox fans like laughing it up on. Uh, on Twitter, it's like, oh, waha, you know, it's getting delayed. And then, um, but then someone pointed out, it's like, oh yeah, remember E3 2014 when you guys showed uh, four four Xbox exclusives? Three of them got canceled, and and the uh, last one was Crackdown Three <laughs> that got delayed. 2014. That was 20, 20 E3 2014, and the Crackdown Three came out this February, which everyone totally forgot about. So. So there's that, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's Naughty Dog. They 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 get all the delays they want, man. Um, like to be honest with you, I thought that Death Stranding was gonna get delayed when they first got a date. I was like, this game's not coming out in the state. Man, and he and Kojima hit it, hit that date with Conan O'Brien, and that awkward moment we had today about <laughs> about the Conan O'Brien video, uh, which well, let's not talk about it. But yeah. Um, it's uh, it's it it's it's fine. You know, I ha- I have no problems with this, Joe. Well, you know, what do I think? Yeah, uh, delay for a game like this, it's not uh, unusual. It's not uncommon. I mean, it's a very very big game, very highly anticipated. Uh, you know, The Last of Us is just it, it's 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 has so many eyes on it, so much high expectations on it that they have to know like you can't just there's no rushing to put something like this out there like you're gonna put it out there it has to okay. work it has to work well it has to be what people want it to be and expect it to be um because the last thing you want to have is the last of us be to be referred to as what uh what a terrible <laughs> what could have been you know scenario right if it's bad people are going to really talk about it if it's great people are going to really talk about it so they they have the opportunity to control the narrative by finishing a great game and make sure that it's great um, so yeah, this makes sense to me. Not a surprise at all. Not really much to say beyond that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same here. I mean, I, I don't think this is going to be a big problem at all. So uh, they'll definitely uh, be able to to get back from that one, no problem. So, um, Joe, Google Stadia. We forgot to talk about it last week, um, but they uh, last week they did announce uh, the official release date for. Uh, the first phase of Google Stadia, and that is November nineteenth of this year. And yeah, I mean, it's it's a service. It's gonna roll out. Um, you know, uh, they're they're still saying that you can get, uh, you know, four K sixty on, you know, what is it, forty megs of uh, of internet bandwidth. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see. I would love to try the service. I I, I wish they actually had. Um, like a, a trial of sorts. Um, but my understanding is that, again, this service is not going to be like Game Pass where you pay per month and you get games. Uh, this is basically you purchase the game through the service and then you get to play it uh, within the service. So um, so it's an actual storefront versus being an actual play service. Now, next year, they're going to have uh, like another type of service that may be uh, what what that could be, but yeah, I mean, November nineteenth, Joe, you gonna buy it? No, I won't be buying it. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now, I, I it, it there's pros and cons to the model that they have. Um, 
a large part of me says that for something like this, I might have actually preferred a subscription-based uh, model. But I also understand the argument. Like, I could see both the positives and negatives, right, of, of having it also. Like, well, no, you you buy the game. It's yours. It's just digitally stored, right, digital library. You're, you, you know, it's – some people will say that's the future, right? That's the way games are going to go. Clearly, with rumors of PlayStation 5, that's not the truth. I mean, you can have your digital library, but you're also going to – be old fashioned like Obed and I like to be and have our physical copies. Um, yeah, Google, you know, Stadia, this, um, good for them. I'm happy that this is, uh, telling that there sounds, sounds like it's going to be a, a very serious, uh, launch. Hopefully it's a successful launch for them. I really hope it is. I don't, I don't wish anything bad upon it, but from what I've seen, but I know not enough for me, uh, to say that I need to have this right now. But I do believe the whole, like, if they're going to have 4K graphics, like, that's pretty cool. I do believe that, actually. I, I think if they're saying they can do it, I think that it, that it can happen. Um, so, yeah. you know, it's a good option out there for people who want to game, uh, you know, on their TVs and you know, maybe just, again, another a different different form of hardware, right? Like, it's not like you're getting your PlayStations and your Xboxes, right? You're getting your streaming uh, gaming. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I, w- I would like to test the service and you know see what it really is. I mean, I may buy a game, something that's not too expensive, and try it out. Um, well, I know that Destiny Two is is sort of you know free to play oh, at yeah, the moment, yeah. so maybe check that out and see how it runs. You know, um, but you know, it's it, it's it's a service. It's coming out. You know, that bundle's still out there with a the controller. I think the. I heard that the one with the uh, the blue controller is sold out. You can't even get that one anymore. Really? Well. So yeah. So well, I guess we will have to wait and see when this thing launches. You know, it could be completely busted, or you know, it could actually also, work. The marketing on it has not been really existent no. for this. I'm surprised. It hasn't. No, they're being very. Uh, um, they definitely like been quiet in, yeah. in that front for sure. Um, you know, there's nothing on TV at all. Um, I'm sure that around Christmas will maybe, maybe around Christmas we'll see something. But we, yeah, there there hasn't been anything on TV. What I've seen here and there on like Polygon or, or IGN, you know, they they're putting their ads, and it's just just a standard ad. It's nothing special. So, yeah, you're right. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just moving on. Uh, Bethesda. I mean, they're they're like the new Konami. I, it, I, just, I, don't know. I, mean, I don't know. At least Konami has pachinko machines, which you know you're going to lose money. Um, but Bethesda, uh, Joel, I don't know where they went ahead and, and uh, made a, a a subscription service for Fallout 76 called Fallout First. Uh, and, and it is basically... Uh, a sort of you know single player experience where you have a you know private world uh you know you'll get uh some some rewards per month uh yeah. some exclusive armor and you know some stuff like that and um it is a very expensive service it is a hundred dollars a year or thirteen dollars a month wow which is absolutely ridiculous this is more money than game pass this is more money than than uh, the PlayStation Now, which I can play on a PC right now. So, um, it, what the heck, dude? <laughs> and then to top it all, they uh, the people that sign up for this service uh, were reporting that save files were getting destroyed. Oh, no. Yo, what is wrong with Bethesda? What happened here? They don't it's, get it, dude. That's the problem. They don't get... They don't get uh the, they don't get the way to to uh, deliver something that's gonna keep people happy or even just be safe. Um, and what they are putting out there now is very desperate. Like it's very obvious desperation. It, it's like seems like for it. survival at this point. And that's a that's that means it's it's in my opinion it's too late at this point. Like now you've you've got you've gone so far that it's it's uh, clearly gotten to the place where it's, it's it's not just a problem anymore now it's actually a, an issue yeah like harvey dent said man you either die a hero or you li- live long enough to hope to become the villain yes. that's exactly what happened to bethesda um but man at the same time you got a game like uh like the outer worlds 
that yeah. that's getting a lot of hype. Uh, people are very excited about, and I heard it's a very good game. Not my cup of tea, you know, but it looks good. Looks fun. Uh, I heard I heard it's well written, and you know, it's just overall a fun game. It has none of this microtransaction, you know, thing that that uh, Bethesda is trying to put on Fallout, and uh, it is uh, kind of like. Uh, I, don't, I, I think disturbing is too big of a word for this, but uh, definitely worrying uh, where I don't know if other games will attempt to follow this sort of trend. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't want them. I don't want this thing to be a thing, but you know, to be honest with you, Joe, I would rather, I would rather take Konami over Bethesda right now. Because at least Konami is like, oh, let's not make video games, so we'll just That's make strong. pachinko. Ooh. Yeah, make pachinko machines out of video, out of the video game properties, right? But they're not selling you a game with like all this stuff in it. So it, it is baffling, dude. Baffling. I, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say, but this is one of the shadiest things I've seen. Like. And and I know the NBA 2K Microsoft sections are shady, but 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 bro, bro, this is uh, this is too much. Like this is too much for me, right? Uh, you know, one thing Microsoft sections are one thing, right? Because you can buy your XP, like you can buy XP on 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 EA games and the 2K games, but but this thing is just like egregious, like a service, like it's not even an MMO. This is probably more money than 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 WoW right now, and or or Final Fan. I would rather spend that money on Final Fantasy fourteen. How's that? You know, pay my monthly subscription, get into an MMO, but not on a one game with. Nah, man, I don't know what they're thinking. I really, it's desperation. I think. I don't know. Or confusion. <laughs> you know, I, I you know we'll see where Bethesda goes. Uh, I think that. There, uh, there's going to be lots of changes uh, that are going to happen to Bethesda in the near future. So, um, so we'll see. Uh, Joe, last bit of news that I have here is a sort of rumor um, regarding, of course, our favorite PS5. <laughs> We've been talking about it for the last what four weeks now. Uh, every week there's something, um, but the uh, the the big rumor here, Joe, is that. Um, they said late 2020 on the official announcement. Um, allegedly, the the date that they're going after is December 4th. Um, also, December 4th being exactly um, 25 years after the release of the, uh, or you know, 26 years um, uh, after the release of the uh, the, the PS1, uh, which was released. December fourth, nineteen ninety four, originally in Japan. So, um, there, there, that seems to be the date that uh, that the uh, device will will come out. So, le- seems plausible to me. Uh, like I said last time, I I think that releasing it before B- Black Friday may be a bigger thing. But in my opinion, you know, it could be a marketing thing. You know. They could let Xbox go, you know, go before Black Friday, and people are gonna hold off to, you know, oh no, I'm just gonna wait until the PS5 comes out and and see which one's better. So that you know, that may, could be a deterrent. Um, I mean, the same thing happened with the with the Saturn when uh, the Saturn was rushed over here because they wanted to um, to launch uh, before the the PlayStation to have at least a couple of months um, uh, on it, but you know that we know how that worked out mm-hmm. um and uh Joe the old the other rumor is that uh, the price for the PS5 will be $500 so 499 US dollars um yeah i think that's a that's a that's a possible price too um if the device has the specs that we've seen i think that 499 is basically a gift so uh, yeah, what do you think, man? Yeah, I think the date is the only thing that I am kind of unsure of how it will work for them. It 
for someone like me, it doesn't really make that that much of a difference. Actually, I don't. It doesn't bother. It doesn't bother me as a consumer. Um, but looking at the the economics and the opportunity, right? When you have a Black Friday device, even if the device is not discounted, it's just a device just on the market. People just buy things at that time, right? Just because that's how things go. So, you know, if you have your competitor is going to get ahead of you and release something during the time when everyone's buying stuff, regardless of hype, regardless of, of notoriety, people will buy the competitor's product. I'm not saying it's going to oversell, but I'm just saying like they will, they will move items. And, 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 and if you want to make sure that you're the one that's actually, uh, you know, getting off the shelves and getting in people's homes, you want to beat them to it right that's just the way from the way i look at it so again for me yeah i i wouldn't care i would hold off and i would wait but i don't know how much that how how true that is for i think that it's it's that's too broad of a general statement for you say yeah people would wait for that i don't know i mean you know that might might affect things just just every every so slightly there's just not enough data to understand how that yeah. would be because we haven't <clears throat> seen that happen before um so that's yeah, the part that- to me yeah, we've seen a couple of weeks like the Xbox One and the and yeah. the and the PS4, um, but we've never seen um, holidays like this. You know, yeah. like like a month in advance. So uh, it may be even a few weeks because uh, you know Xbox may launch like no like November twentieth. Yeah, and then this thing's gonna be like two Jeez. weeks after. So people are gonna hold off. You like you know the the console launches are not affected by Black Friday sales because it's a new product. They're gonna sell out anyway. Right, exactly. That's my point. Yeah. Like, it's not about a, a deal, really. It's just a matter of being on the market. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they're not gonna get deals. Like, you're There's not gonna no get. A, you're not gonna get a deal on no. on an on Xbox Scarlet or whatever it's called. If you on, do, on I'm Black sorry, Friday. guys. That's a scam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah, really, don't buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, but, it's it's definitely plausible. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but the second part though about talking about the the pricing though, I do think that is that is uh, brilliant if that if that is true. I think the five hundred dollar four ninety nine uh, price sticker for a brand new uh, you know brand new uh, hardware is is great. I mean, that's I actually thought it was going to be six hundred. Of course, uh, you and I were talking offline about how you know the what's the real price you're gonna actually spend the the console itself might be five hundred dollars but you're not gonna just walk out with the console you might get another controller you might get a game or two so you could yep. be looking at at the minimum another you know 150 maybe being spent after leaving with maybe 650 bucks that you just spent uh, on this new thing so you're not gonna just spend 499 but the cost of the console alone that's a that's a pretty uh good for something that's supposed to be brand new if that's true that Fortnite yeah. sticker, so that might be uh, a strong selling point because I don't know that that's going to be true for Scarlet. We don't know yet, you know, where these guys are at. They're obviously financially, I don't say obviously, but financially, like you know, they, this is something that I'm sure Microsoft is going to be looking at very closely because of prior launches, right? And how how affect how it's affected the business. So, do they intentionally make the prices lower? Do something that that makes it competitive or they say, look, we just for us to make a return on our investment, we have to bump it up. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's going to be very curious to see what that, is it going to be a leveled battle or is it going to be one's more pricier than the other? I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be leveled because the Xbox is not going to have a connect this time around. True. That, that helps was, the battle. Yeah. 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 Cause that was the thing when the Xbox one came out, it was four ninety nine, dollars um, because it included the connect. Um, so just, removing that device and just having a stronger device overall um you know would make sense and i mean because all things considered you know right now the uh uh you can get a, xbox one x was 500 when it came out right or was it 399 it was it was 500 it was 499 I believe so yeah um because uh yeah because the three the, the the pro ps4 pros 399 right um but you can buy an xbox one x right now for like 350 because no one bought them so there's tons of them out there um but yeah i mean you can you can definitely get away with a with a 500 more than 500 i, I doubt it I, I really really doubt it that that's going to be a an appealing mass market price but um you know that that's the that's tipping the line i think dude to be honest with you i think I, if i'm not wrong my sega saturn back in you know 95 when i got it 
or nine, you know, ninety. Was it not? I can't remember if I got it in ninety five or ninety six. But I got it. I got it like a few months after it came out. Um, I think I got no. Yeah, so it came out in June, July, and I got it in October because I got it for my birthday that that year. And I think that Saturn was four ninety. It was three ninety nine, and it's a friggin' Sega Saturn. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. So yeah, um, you know the original the PS one was two ninety nine. So. Um, back then you know it's still a lot of money so yeah uh but yeah i mean again this is still over a year away all rumors so take it with a grain of salt joe that's what we got man i want to go to sleep go ahead and plug us in sir i'm right there with you guys thank you so much for the time out of your day to watch listen to us here on no load time we want to invite you to stay connected so be a subscriber follow us uh, at no load time on social media subscribe to our show itunes google play soundcloud spotify we're out there and uh, share it with your friends share it with your family share it with your neighbors share it with your coworker. share the no load time good news and then with that being said we also invite you guys to send your feedback to us send an email to no load time at gmail.com that's no load time at gmail.com questions comments things we could discuss potentially here on the show uh, maybe you've got some thoughts about that new Star Wars uh, trailer. Maybe you've got some thoughts about this new PlayStation 5 uh, potential date and price. Maybe you've got some thoughts about Fallout. I don't know. Send us an email. We could, we could talk about it. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys on episode 111. Until next time, guys. Have a good one. Thank you, guys. We'll see you again next time.